Hello, and welcome to Stay Awake with Russell Brand, a guided weekly meditation with a member of our community. Today it's Angela from York who will be joining us along with our locals community. If you press the red button and become an awakened wonder, you can join us like Michael L. Ross and Sensitive Hearts. Hello, guys. Thanks for coming. And Sarah G. Namaste. And Little Renegade. Become an awakened wonder and join us. You get the opportunity. God, I hope that doesn't start a bloody fire. You get the opportunity to request the meditation like Angela is. Uh, Angela, hello, mate. What do you want to... How lovely to see you in that one. You look already like you've transcended to paradise. For those of us that are watching this, Angela is clearly in a glorious paradise-like mist. Um, And yet you want more. Angela, how can we help you? Hi, Russell. Um, Well, I love meditating. Um, I always find that when I do meditate, it just gets me in a much better place. It helps me with everything else in my life. But I find that I just don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I avoid it and um, I find things to do instead. So I'd like to connect with the practice of meditation and be more consistent with it. All right. Well, obviously, making it more consistent is something that only you can take responsibility for. But we can give you a simple practice and do it together. You're very popular on the chat, mate. You go on there a lot. People, are, all of the members of our Awakened Wonder community are chatting away, sending you love. Ashella sending you love. Katie Beth sending you love. Nothing but love, in fact. Do you go Brilliant. on there? Are you on there a lot? When I can. Yeah, I haven't been on it today because I've been doing other bits and pieces. So thank you. get on there because people love you. And I don't want to think of you as a sort of absent parent who turns up once every fortnight late. Because that's not what we need. We need consistency. (laughs) All right, Angela. So today's meditation, if you're watching this anywhere else, become an awakened wonder. Uh, There's a link in the description that tells you how you can do that. And you can request your own meditation like Angela. And you can join in live while these meditations happen, like Puppy Love 90631 and Ellen Sophia and Curious Camilla. Become a member of our community. Today, we're meditating about consistency and connection in the practice of meditation with Angela, who seems to be an unreliable radical, a rebel, a renegade, a person who can't commit to anything except the polka-dotted top she's wearing right now and admittedly looks terrific in. But there's more to life than polka dots, isn't there? Even if they seem like a wonderful representation of the particles that make up apparently empty space and the unified consciousness that's perhaps the field within which all things exist. Now, sit in a position where you're comfortable, especially you, Angela. And at the beginning of this, when you close your eyes, when you're comfortable, if you're listening along with us or as a podcast or if you're watching along as a member of our Awakened Wonder community, close your eyes when you're comfortable. But it is better, I think, if you close your eyes. And I meditated with Sam Harris the other day and he said, note that your field of vision is still there. It's not just a limitless blackness. I mean, I'm doing this in a studio, so I'm aware of the studio lights overhead still. And I think that was a good note from Sam Harris. And you can, uh, that's, that's a great conversation. You can check that out. Then allow your breath to calm down a little bit. In fact, I just intuitively then took a deep oral inhalation and then let go. Let's do that a couple more times, all the way in through the mouth. You can even vocalize that a little bit if you're comfortable and you're not doing this like on a subway or a tube train, somewhere where you might get a sideward glance of criticism. One more. Filling up and letting go gently. Mm. 
Now, as Ram Das says, we keep our head, neck, and chest in alignment. And as I always remind you, I'm not a meditation teacher, but I've meditated with some pretty brilliant people over the years, and I've memorized many of the things they taught me. And it seems to me to be important that there is alignment, spinal and cerebral alignment. That's why I always note Ram Dass's suggestion. My feet are on the floor and my hands are on my lap. Some people may prefer to lie down and I've given up trying to argue with them. Same way as I've given up with arguing with people to say, meditation, my meditation's walking, or my meditation's I go to the gym, or my meditation's I shoot creatures from the sky, or my meditation is I drown kittens. I mean, you know, I think meditation has to be you sit down in silence with your eyes shut. But, you know, and I mean this also with all due sincerity, what do I know? And this meditative practice, at least, requires some silence. We close the eyes, the head, neck and chest are in alignment. We slow the breathing. We move to nasal breathing as we can. We move to nasal breathing if we can. And we breathe in through the nose and out through the nose, making the exhalation a second or two longer than the inhalation. So why don't you take a moment to count a few of your breaths and make the exhalation a little longer than the inhalation. Try that now. And as you create and continue to observe with consistency, your chosen rhythm could be in for three, out for five, could be in for five, out for seven. Run a scan of the body. Start at the top of your head and run all the way down, noting any discomfort. Notice too, that all stimulation, whatever it is, has been lost behind layers of words and interpretation. For example, I can feel that I have a kind of a bad neck. I've just done jujitsu, I've got really squashed. I can feel my face feels a bit rough, and like my nose has been the abrasion of another man's gi. That's a word for the pajamas they wear, not a euphemism. Sort of, I can feel it in my face and I can feel my neck's being compressed and stuff. So I pull my chin in a little bit and I bring my attention and even my breath to the neck. And if you notice that you may already have forgotten to breathe in for five and out for seven or in for three and out for five, because you have to deal with my voice, you have to deal with whatever sounds you can hear where you are and the many sensations, concomitant and compressant with having a body. If you have a body, you have hands. If you have a body, you have skin. If you have a body and a mind, you have thoughts. Now, Sam Harris, in all his atheistic wisdom, almost fleetingly acknowledged that mind and brain may not be the same thing. And of course they're not, because there's different words for them. But he also indicated that he's open for, to believing that mind may not be generated from the brain and I would take that as a, a step towards the almighty limitless oneness once non-local consciousness is considered we're already entering the region of semantics when it comes to God and anyway, Sam Harris isn't here now to argue so there we go in for five out for seven or whatever your rhythm is Continuing to scan your body and noticing if there's tightness in the chest or tummy or toes. Now, Muji, the great teacher, reminds us, 
we are more than just a vessel for concepts. You, me, Angela, we're not just a space in which concepts form. And a concept, of course, could be Wednesday is a concept. The free market is a concept. The United States of America is a concept. Russell is a concept. In the final analysis, all information has to at some point be conceptualized to be understood. It has to pass through even mathematical or linguistic interpretation. And yet beneath all these concepts, the concepts we have of ourselves, the interpretations we make of our own feelings and emotions and sensations, it's difficult, isn't it? And I ask you this question most sincerely, not to acknowledge that there is at least some kind of framing, some crucible, some space within which all this takes place to explain. There is no thought and thought emerges. Where did it come from? You are unaware of the sensation of having hands and then you can just turn on that sensation of having hands. Where does it come from? As Muji says, we do not combine with our thoughts. Let's sit and do five breaths together and see if you can watch and observe the thoughts as they come, perhaps using Rumi's great guest house allegory to see which visitors come first. Just take a mental note of them and see if you can, as Muji, the great teacher, suggests, not combine. Let's take five breaths together now. Notice the concepts come. Notice the thoughts. Notice the feelings. Notice the sadness. Notice perhaps that we can open our hearts further to the world and to one another. Allow more love, allow more love, allow more love. Now, this is a meditation to encourage simplicity and consistency, connection and, and, connection and continuation. And on that basis, have no expectation. Just continue to breathe in for five and out for seven or in for three and out for five, just slightly longer exhalations and inhalations. Paying gentle attention to the thoughts when they come and seeing if you can avoid following those thoughts. Note whether or not there's been a moment where you've just 
been lost in rumination or contemplation, whether you've abandoned in for five, out for seven, in favour of a shopping list or a plan for a new business or a night out, a new pair of shoes or yet another polka dot top. I mean, when does it end? In for five, out for seven. Feel the air on your skin. Feel your body on the chair, head, neck and chest in alignment. And consider that if mind is non-local, i.e. not generated through synaptic electrical charges within the brain, but somehow attuned to through that activity, then possibly mind is ever-present. Possibly mind transcends space and time, these two necessarily limiting constraints within which we contain our human experience. And if what we encounter in this silence as we breathe in for five and out for seven is atemporal beyond time, see yourself committing to this practice one day at a time. Decide now at what point in my day do I anchor this practice? Think about what you did this morning. Think about what you did the morning before that. Consider the maxim from Joe Dispenza, at least that's where I heard it, that 90% of the thoughts you thought yesterday you'll think again today. There is a continuum. There are habits, patterns and cycles and spirals and fractals. And without ceremony and ritual, we are lost to the chaos of this world, all of its stimulations and charms. Let's anchor now in this silence, the commitment to meditate. I meditate before I get out of bed. That's how I do it. I wake up, I meditate. I don't leave the bed. Sometimes I do, and them days are difficult for me, you know? When will he meditate next? Make a commitment. See yourself fulfilling that commitment. Notice that what you experience now, beneath the thoughts, beneath the sensations, the awareness, the space within which the objects of thought and sensation appear to be placed, is always available to you. But here we cultivate, we come for repose, to rest in God. And to acknowledge that this space, this home, is always available to us. And to neglect it is almost an act of self-harm. And that through self-love, not self-obsession, we can commit to making this practice a daily one. I would suggest at the beginning of your day. And in this practice, we can ask, especially that our thoughts be handed over to God. I don't want to be responsible for my thoughts. And I ask particularly God that my thoughts be divorced from self-seeking, 
dishonest and self-pitying motives. I try to look beyond those stories that I tell myself about myself, that I see myself enshrined in you, Lord, as part of you. And that doesn't give me rights, it gives me duties. Now, Angela and everyone in our Awakened Wonder community, if you've made that commitment to your next meditation session, and you end your next meditation practice with a similar commitment, and the one after that with a similar commitment, then how can we but succeed in our endeavor to awaken together? When you're ready, I want you to take a big breath in through the nose, all the way in, filling your gut, your chest, your head with beautiful breath. And then let go. Once more. And let go. And if your back is straight and your chin is pulled in, you should feel a little shiver, a little tingle on your skin, that largest of organs in your body there. Let go again. Remember, finally, once more, when your next meditation will be, observe that there is a great unity underneath the apparent separation of your thoughts and your body and your skin. And if you're watching this visually, check out Angela's lovely beaming face. And remember that you can meditate with us by joining our locals community, Becoming an Awakened Wonder, where you'll get access to live podcast recordings, talk to all sorts of people you know Sam Harris Candace Owens Eckhart Tolle you come to our meetings behind the scenes and if you're a journalist you can spy on us there we welcome you you can join our post show shows you can become an awakened wonder and meditate with me live like we've just done you can join us for community 2024 there are tickets on sale and if you want to come and see me in an intimate show in the UK bipolarization it's called you can come and see that particularly the one in Hayes, tiny little show, September the 12th. Come see me there. Thanks for joining me. And until next time, stay awake and stay free. <laughs>